Hey everybody, Gary Ruplinger here with just a quick intro for today's episode. Uh, today's episode is actually a live event we did a couple months ago about some of the latest strategies for getting clients on LinkedIn. We had a ton of great feedback about it, so I wanted to share it with you, all of my wonderful podcast uh, listeners as well. So there is a slideshow that went along with the presentation. So if you're listening in audio format, you should be just fine. You shouldn't need anything that was seen on the screen. But if you do want to follow along with the video version, you can check that out on pipelineology.com slash podcast, or you can check it out on YouTube. So without further ado, we'll get on with the, with the event. Oh, and by the way, if you want to start attending our live events, just connect with me on LinkedIn and say, hey, invite me to the next event. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the 2022 guide for how to get clients on LinkedIn. And as you can see, I'm starting off great here. It says fill your pipeline. That was actually the last event I did. So this is what this is what happens when you reuse your slide deck from the previous one is there's always going to be that one little gremlin that hangs over that you forgot to edit. Oh, so but regardless, you are here for the how to get clients on 20, how to get clients on LinkedIn in 2022 event. So really glad to have everybody here. Really excited to be doing this one. Uh, I know for us is probably the, the biggest uh, response we've gotten so far. And I'm you know, really excited to be sharing this one with you because it, it, it's really a fun one for me because this is how, you know, we we've really built our agency too is using LinkedIn. So I'm going to give back and kind of share with you some of the strategies that we see that work now. So um, on our agenda today, uh, pretty basic this is probably going to go about 30 minutes or so. I know people are pretty busy. Uh, so trying to go too much longer, maybe a little bit more with Q and a, but really we're going to kind of dig into just a system to help you reliably and predictably generate new business from LinkedIn. Uh, we're really going to be focusing in on your profile because that's kind of the, it's kind of the linchpin. Everything kind of is going to revolve around that, uh, part of the system. So it's really kind of fundamental to the success here. And then we're going to talk about really how to build and grow your network how to do outreach in an effective way, and some other methods that we're seeing that really can help you leverage in a meaningful way your uh, network. Um, and it's not just posting content every day. So, and then uh, time permitting, I'll save some time for some Q&A at the end here. So without further ado, um, one quick public service announcement. If you've seen messages like this that said, hey, I saw that you're going to attend the How to Get Clients on LinkedIn in 2022 event. This is not anybody affiliated with us. This is somebody using some type of tool to just kind of scrape and uh, basically get people who are interested in events. So uh, no affiliation with uh, any of those messages, no affili affiliation with LinkedIn or any of these other tools. Uh, we're actually pretty platform agnostic. Lots of things can do what we're gonna talk about, but I uh, just wanted to put that out there that if you see them, that's not necessarily us. I don't endorse, I don't even know who they are. So might be great, might be terrible, uh, but this is my, my way of saying, I don't know. All right, why LinkedIn? So one of the things I guess I would say I really like about this platform versus kind of a lot of the other uh, tools or way out there to really kind of build business is that with LinkedIn, you get permanent connections. So it's not like running an ad campaign, you turn it on, when you turn it off, it pretty much is all poof, it's gone. Um, is that right? You get you can have up to thirty thousand connections. So that's that's a whole lot of people uh, that you can actually be connected to, right? And even on Facebook, it's uh, five thousand friends. Uh, but LinkedIn being a bit more of a professional type of network, you can actually have up to thirty thousand people and unlimited followers. 
Um, followers are probably a little less important on LinkedIn, uh, as we'll kind of see later that the engagement down there is a little bit lower. Um, and probably the, the more even more important part is that uh, this whole network effect and what we're going to talk about with the profile really allows you to move people past that completely cold phase really quickly. And when I say completely cold, think about a cold call. It's the, hey, you know, uh, hey, Jody, you know, I'm, I'm calling. It's Gary from uh, Pipelineology. Do you have 25 seconds to let me know why I called? You, that person has no idea who you are, no idea about your company, any of that type of stuff. Um, nothing against cold calling still an effective tool, especially in some instances. I don't like it, so I don't do it. So, um, but uh, this is one of those ones where we can do ways to basically get people warmed up before they talk to you. Uh, and we're gonna kind of talk about your profile. And the other thing here is, right, does it does it actually really work? Does it, you know, can, can you get results from this? And just kind of think about any, right, I can, I can find a post probably Anywhere on, you know, any message board on Reddit, on Facebook, somewhere saying any of these things. Facebook doesn't work. Cold calling doesn't work. LinkedIn doesn't work. Uh, billboards don't work. Just tell that to all the cannabis companies on the border between Ohio and Michigan uh, or Ohio and Wisconsin, or, excuse me, Wisconsin and Illinois. Uh, tell that to them that billboards don't drive business, right? It's just got to, you have the relevant offer to the right people. Uh, so it's really, LinkedIn, LinkedIn really can be effective for you, uh, just like any of these other tools if you can leverage it in the right way. And here's the thing, there's, there is a really big difference between what people say they like and what actually works. Um, heck, I saw somebody this morning on, I think it was on Facebook, saying, don't invite me to a group or I'm gonna ban you and, and things like that. And you're thinking, boy, some people are just really sensitive to any type of invite to do business. Um, just keep that in mind. What actually works, is, is is doing the is doing the work getting getting your offers put out there to people um and there's a whole lot of ways to do that so let's kind of talk about it oh real quick i threw this slide into last minute because i thought this was would kind of help make this real for a lot of people and that our benchmark when we're doing this is that we want to see a hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue generated per year per profile so if you're not doing that you could be doing more and if you're doing more than that kudos to you we've we have we have seen some that are just almost a 10 million now it's crazy that's very rare i want to i want to point that out there that 10 million is very rare but uh you should be able to hit this the six figure mark with an account especially if you're a company founder or in a leadership position um but even a business development type of rep or even an account specialist can hit these numbers so let's jump into it. So your profile is really, let's kind of take a, we can start with mine. Uh, Cause you've probably all either seen mine or connected with me at some point or uh, you're at least familiar with my face. So when it comes to really what are kind of the key components, this is kind of what people are gonna see if they click on it first. Um, so right picture, I think everybody understand that that, that, that is important. Um, cause again, if you see here over on the left-hand side towards the bottom, when somebody sends an invite, you're gonna see their picture. So <laughs> make sure you have a, a picture of you or a caricature, or it, you can take some artistic license there. Just make sure it's a person and not like your company logo, um, and make sure it's public. Uh, I've seen that one quite a bit where all of a sudden you're, they say, 
I can see my picture on LinkedIn. Why can't you? And it's because you don't have it turned to public facing. So just a quick little tip there. Um, but really what you want to make sure is that your headline there. So that's the thing that comes under your name. What exactly are we, are we trying to say here? So I want you to kind of think about this in two ways. One is for people who maybe don't know you yet. This is kind of the, why should I connect with you? Or why would I be interested in connecting with somebody like you? So that's, that's kind of one. And then two is, okay, I've already in my head now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of making that decision. Sure, we can be connected. Now, what, what can you do? And your headline kind of makes, kind of serves double duty there. So we want to make it look interesting and fun enough that you're going to see that people are going to say, oh yeah, this, this looks like somebody I want to be connected to. Um, and you can see here under the two examples I showed you, these are just people that were happened to be in my pending list that I had not either accepted or ignored yet. Um, and, and keep in mind, right? Some people are just going to accept everybody and some people are going to ignore everybody. We're kind of talking about the middle here. How are we going to deal with the people who aren't always yes or always no? So you can see the top one here, M, I'm going to butcher his name. So my apologies if he actually is on here, M Shabazz Sultan. So all we see is PPC, Amazon ad consultant. Okay. Um, and below that, I can see how many uh, mutual connections we have. Uh, when we'll, and we'll get to that in just a bit here. And then below that, you can see Kevin Holmes. Uh, we can see a little bit more. He's at least used all the characters that are available to him which by the way, if you're keeping score at home is 75 characters is what fits there in terms of what somebody is going to see if you send them a connection invite. Uh, now, if you look over on the right, you can see that on my profile, mine's quite a bit longer than 75 characters. Um, and you can go quite a bit longer than that. It's just that in those little snippets, if you're say posting a, a posting on face or excuse me, posting on LinkedIn, uh, commenting, engaging, that's the 75 characters are what people will see. They'll see everything if they click into your profile. Um, and, uh, another quick little tip is you can put, you can fit more in. They actually allow you more characters if you're using the mobile app on your phone. So, uh, do your headline on your mobile app and you can put basically more information about you. So kind of cover what we've seen is makes a difference and kind of helps maximize the two. One, gets people to accept your invite or makes people want to connect with you. And two, actually gets them interested in what you do for work so that they ultimately reach out and say, hey, I'm interested in what you have to offer. Can we talk? Because that's how we're going to get clients from LinkedIn, right? So those are kind of the, that's kind of, like I said, what we're trying to do there. So putting what you do first, uh, this has kind of changed over the past years putting your actual job title, whatever it is, that probably should go first. It actually works a little better this way, mostly because it seems, I think it just seems less aggressive. If, if you're on LinkedIn pretty often, right? You see a lot of, a lot of people trying to connect with you. Uh, you know, I help real estate agents. I help dentists. I help small businesses, something like that. Um, used to be actually probably the best way to do it. Uh, it kind of shifted over the past couple of years is more, basically it's just kind of more and more volume jumped down. So we've kind of seen a shift back to put your job title first, whatever it is, whether you're the founder, whether you're the vice president, you know, if you're the office manager, put the office manager, 
it, it, it makes it look just more, for lack of a better word, legitimate. Um, second part then, this is kind of your really short version of what you can do. Um, whether that's, you know, helping, you know, whether you're doing search engine optimization, uh, helping, you know, in my case, helping businesses land high value clients, something like that is that's kind of a good place to just kind of nudge your, your really soft pitch in there. Um, Cause the goal here is, well, it's, it's the old Joe, Joe Sugarman, uh, you know, acclaimed copywriter, the blue blockers guy. Um, basically the purpose of the first sentence is to get somebody to read the second sentence, so on and so forth. Well, in this case, the headline is we want them to actually read the about section of our profile. So this is really, that's what we're trying to do here. So in my case, I put podcast host, meme aficionado and beer enthusiast. And as you probably guessed, the one that gets the most comments and attention is the very last one. That's the one that actually generates the most conversation is putting beer enthusiast. Now, do those people all become clients? No, but it helps with the engagement and it lets us kind of have that mutual something to talk about so that we can potentially have, you know, some type of more meaningful engagement down the road. Um, other things here at the top here, we'll cover the background banner here in a second. I'll show you some other examples. Um, and then on the right-hand side, put your company. And uh, if you're the person who handles your company on, on LinkedIn, make sure your logo's there. Because um, otherwise it just is kind of a gray little box and it doesn't look great. And put wherever you went to school and it doesn't matter if it's a community college, right? Nobody's impressed that I went to the University of Nebraska unless they also went there. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't matter if you if went to Harvard or Yale, obviously that's, you know, got a lot of the, the you know, the authority generating stuff, but put something there because it puts a logo there, it puts more information. And what we're doing here is this gets people to say, oh yeah, this person looks like a real person. Like I, you know, well, for lack of, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd like to go have a beer with them. So that's kind of what we're trying to do here with this very first part of this is we just want people to say, looks like a real person looks interesting. Yeah, maybe I could use help with that. So let's take a look at Brian Carter and it's possible he was on here. I talked to him earlier. I actually work with him. He's not, he's not, he's not a client. I, I work with him, but we, so we kind of go back and forth on trying different things here. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out though, is he did a really nice job with his background image. Now it's slightly off here because they keep updating things on LinkedIn where the, his profile picture now blocks his face on a, on this part of it, but what his uh, background image really does a good job is kind of conveying authority. So if you have this, if you've done any type of speaking events, um, if you've written any books, anything like that, putting your, uh, putting that picture up on the background is one of the most effective ways to do it. And I'll show you some more examples, but it makes a surprisingly big difference in terms of connection rate and basically your authority down the road. And you can see up at the very top, um, hopefully it's not cut off here, but you can, you can see he's put logos of all of the, you know, of some of his major clients that people would recognize. So, um, right, there's, right, that's nothing new. It's kind of fundamentals to most types of landing pages or, or any type of website is you're gonna kind of feature that. Uh, think about your LinkedIn profile as exactly the same type of thing. Uh, we want to focus on the copywriting. We want the fun, you know, fundamentals of direct response. So it's just in a little bit different order on a LinkedIn profile page because first and foremost, this is you and then your company. 
versus here's what it does. So um, next one here, let's talk about that about section. Um, so if you've done a good job with your background banner, you got an image of yourself and you've got that good compelling headline that helps one get people connected with you. Great, now we've got that next little soft pitch that says, hey, here's what I do. And somebody says, oh, I wonder what that's all about. Let me scroll down. So this is what happens when somebody scrolls down. This is a really good place to make your pitch. This is where you wanna do it. So um, this is not where your work experience or hey, I've spent you know 15 years working with these, you know, or building this company, blah, blah, blah. That is a good place for your work experience. <laughs> this is the, the about section is really where it's, here's what I can do to help you. So if you really wanna kind of make that shift from, I have a LinkedIn profile to my LinkedIn profile generates new business for me. This about section is gonna be all about making your pitch. Cause again, this is, if, if somebody wants to see it, this is the best place to put it. Um, so I've put an example over here on the right hand side. Uh, feel free to take a screenshot of it. Uh, we're not going to read through the whole thing. Uh, this particular structure, um, I'm, I'm going to forget who actually created this one. So uh, my apologies were for giving, not being able to give credit where credit's due here. But this is kind of a, a time-tested, proven structure. A little intro about what you do, right? Uh, started off with a headline. Never wonder where your next client is coming from. This one's actually taken from one of my VA's pages. Um, and she probably gets um, more people to just straight up reach out after she connects to them and say, hey, let's talk than, um, than just about anybody else I've worked with. So this one is is effective, but you may not offer this type of thing. So let's talk about the, the structure here is it's essentially put a headline at the top, a quick little you know introduction about what what you can offer. And then there's the what we do, how we do it. Um, you know, for us, we you know try and make it a little bit funny, a little bit more engaging. You don't have to do two two where it says how we do it, uh, or what makes us different. And then kind of a little bit uh, uh, more and with a call to action. In this case, it's DM, and I'm happy to schedule uh, an appointment. What I realized is we probably should just put a straight up link to the appointment because people would just they would. Interestingly enough, right? You, you think, oh, how do, how do I get them to kind of move forward? Well, if they're interested at the bottom of that, what they end up doing, and what we found probably happened more often than not is they Google the company. They go to my company page, they scroll down, they find the book appointment page, and then they just go ahead and schedule themselves. So really, they're, they're, this one really did a good job kind of doing that, that heavy lifting to get people basically from, hey, we just met to, hey, let's, I want to talk about doing business. So structure works, feel free to play around with this, right? This is, this is a good place to be creative. This is a good place really to get your profile to sing to your ideal clients. And that's really what you're trying to do is what, what is my ideal client? What, are, what kind of pain points are they having, right? In this case, I say, never wonder where your next client is coming from. So in this case, I'm thinking this person it does not have a reliable system in place to get clients. And that is generally what this generates. If I want big companies, we have to write it differently. Um, so a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of nuance here to doing all of that, but just kind of keep that in mind that 
it's it's not just about getting kind of maximum shock value here it's really about making sure that what your about section says is very consistent with the pain point an ideal client for you has uh, like i said this one is not at all effective for uh you know a company with 50 employees we've, we've never gotten a single response from anybody with more than 10 employees on this one and that's okay <laughs> That's what her profile was really designed to do was engage with, you know, your your small business, your startups, things like that. My my profile, on, on the other hand, is designed a little bit differently. So it's designed for higher end consulting firms, you know, that that larger one. So feel free to kind of peruse and make those make those comparisons when you get a chance, if you want to kind of see how we approach the copy a little bit from from each angle. So now that we've kind of got the basics of the profile out of the way here, let's talk about getting the right people to view it. Because if you've done all this work now, and it can be a little bit intimidating, I think it's I think that's part of the problem is that it it sounds pretty easy, and then you st sit down to do it, and you just you draw a blank, and you say I I don't know what to write, I I don't know what to say here, I I'm not a copywriter, things like that. So if you've taken the time to do that, kudos to you. Um, and I do, I do run across quite a few good, uh, good profiles out there. So I know people have taken the time to do it. And really, their problem, right? You, you knew all that. You, everything I talked about, now you said, yeah, Gary, I knew that. But I can't get clients. What, you know, what am I doing wrong? So now let's kind of talk about the other half of that is let's get the right people to actually look at it. Um, because if we're, you know, again, if that, copy that we're using, the, the messaging that we're using is not, again, appealing to the right people. We're, we're kind of missing missing the, missing the out here. So, um, and on the right-hand side on this one is uh, Christian. He's just another uh, client of mine. So uh, just another different example in case you want to take a look at it, but you can see this one, again, meets a lot of the, the same things, right? They're not all cookie cutter. They don't all look exactly the same, but there's certainly some elements there that uh, we we carry over from, from person to person. So just wanted to give you another one to kind of look at. So building your network with the right people. Uh, we like to use Sales Navigator. You don't have to use it, um, but this really can help you identify the right people. Now, LinkedIn, um, I, I'm gonna assume most people at least heard of it, so I won't really go too in depth on, the, on, the, on that part of it, but essentially is it's just a really supersized uh, type of search function built into uh, LinkedIn. Um, and this can help you better, more on a more granular individual basis, identify people that you want to connect with. Right, you can identify people by not just where they're located, uh, right, geography is, is, it definitely matters uh, depending on what you're offering, right? Some people, they might only be able to handle people in say the United States. Other people are, it's gonna be only the city that they live in. Maybe, you know, you live in San Diego. I, I, I really can only deal with people that are within, you know, the, the metro area. You can't really go beyond that. So those are some of the basics, but you can also do it by work experience, specifically what, in, what industry they're in, uh, how big the company is, what their job titles are. And one of the things here, and I'm, Fortunately, with the, the slides, I can't show you live dynamically how it all actually works, but you can actually filter out people 
and say, I don't want people in this industry or I don't want people with this job title. So, um, right, you might pull up somebody who's that you want the president of a company uh, and you don't want to talk to the vice president. You can filter out by job title, vice president, because same keyword. So it's going to show up there unless you filter it out. So when it comes to actually pulling good list out of Sales Navigator, clicking there's a little button. Um, if you can see my mouse here, if I were if I were actually in Sales Navigator, right here next to this X to the left, if I put my mouse over it, there'd be a little circle with a line through it. Click on it and you'll filter those people out. So um, using Sales Navigator is one of those. Actually, I know we've, we've had some requests to do an event on just that, and we probably will in uh, maybe two or three months. I don't know if we'll get it quite in for Q1 this year, but uh, we'll we'll take a deeper dive into this. But just for now, know that this is... This is basically where you can connect with your ideal audience through LinkedIn. Um, it can be difficult to right? There's other tools out there like for building lists, but uh, it can be difficult to actually connect with them uh, if you're not getting them filtered through Sales Navigator first. Um, but again, this is kind of just think about who they are, what type of role they have, and uh, keep in mind that sometimes on LinkedIn, finding the right connection might mean connecting with somebody above or below them. Uh, we see that pretty often. In fact, we've got one campaign that we've been running for, for quite a while where the right person to connect with, their title varies so much across the country, even from city to city, that we just take a big group and say, hey, can you tell me the right person in your organization to discuss this with? And it sounds... Uh, it sounds silly that that's you know, that's the approach that we landed on, but it gets the best response and it actually helps us move 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 forward. So just kind of keep that in mind that if you don't know, connect at different levels and you'll either figure it out or just ask them and say, "Hey, who's the right person?" And you'll probably find that it it can vary in different types of organizations, um, and that there's different people that influence the sales. So right, uh, maybe a marketing director at a company. Maybe they can't say yes. Maybe they're not the decision maker, but if you can't actually get them uh, on board, they can certainly kill that. So having them as part of your group to work through can be pretty helpful here. So I know I'm just kind of touching the surface there. I know it's it's one of those, I don't want to go too deep on just that um, or we're going to be here a long time. <laughs> uh, so why sending invites um, versus the the approach of, hey, I'm just going to post content on LinkedIn and people are going to want to connect with me and they're going to come to me. Um, this really, as you probably noticed, this gives us control over who gets added to your network, right? If you're like most businesses, you, abs you, you absolutely love when you get referrals. They're great. But you've also noticed that you don't have a lot of control over who those people necessarily are unless you, you've really got it dialed in. And it gets kind of the same type of thought process with, with uh, LinkedIn is that if you actually go out and approach and say, here's my target market, I wanna connect with just those people, it lets you get uh, a much better quality network in terms of being able to advertise and do run events and, and send out outreach to get people that are gonna be interested in doing business with you. Right. If you're if you're on LinkedIn, a lot of the people that you're that are trying to connect with you that are sending you the invites, they want you to give them money, not the other way around. So uh, just kind of keep that in mind that even on a content basis is if you're posting regularly, you're getting lots of people to send you invites. 
unless you're maybe in the coaching space, that one kind of tends to be a little bit of a, an anomaly that most of the people that connect are, are just, they're not, they're not really looking to do business with you so much as they are, they want to pitch you. So by sending out invites ourselves and really kind of targeting people and knowing, you know, looking at those names and looking at those job titles, we can make um, essentially um, get the right, get those people in our network that we want to talk to and we want to have conversations with so that we can do business together. This one comes up a lot. If you're going to send out, start sending out invites, what do you say, right? You push the little button, hey, connect us with this person. And then LinkedIn says, hey, you can add a note to this. Uh, used to be by default, they said LinkedIn. Uh, so I would say, hey, you know, people are more likely to accept your connection request if you add a note. They don't say that anymore, which should probably hint at something. Um, but the question that I probably get most often when I'm talking to people about, okay, let's we're going to start sending out connection requests is what's what's the best way to do it? What do I say? Um, and this is we're going to talk about this from the perspective of people who don't know you. Uh, if the people do know you, um, then it's how you how you met. So, hey, you know, we went to school together or, hey, I met you at this trade show or, hey, you know, we were at this networking event. I'd love to connect with you. Um, that will get a very, very high percentage of people to accept. Um, but let's say you don't actually know them. And when it comes to building new businesses, this is kind of a you, you build build your group or your book of business by starting to talk to people that you don't actually know yet. So most reliable uh, way to do it. I pasted it right in there on the second line. I'm sure everybody can read it. Um, um, I'm kidding, by the way. I don't, I don't tell good jokes. I should stop. Uh, leave it blank. That, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, putting no no connection request at all is going to get you over, over kind of overall is going to be the best, most reliable long-term way to get people to connect with you. Um, I don't know why. Maybe because, you know, people who put messages in there almost is almost always followed up by a pitch. So people are kind of leery to connect with somebody who has that message there um, or that they're so generic these days that it just kind of turns people off. But leaving it blank has been consistently the, the one thing that we have found works across the board. So um, there you have it. There's your you know, little golden nugget for the day. If you want to get more connections with people, just leave it blank. But in case you need some other tips on how to build your network and get that connection rate up, because there is a limit to the number of people you can connect with in a given week. And LinkedIn has been reducing that quite a bit over the past um, year or so. Oops. Uh, let me uh, click the escape button. Hope that got, hope that didn't break anything. Um, but nonetheless, uh, building your network. So. Other things that will help mutual connections. And this is probably that the most important thing is that uh, if you remember what I showed you, in fact, let me just jump right back up here since I have this up this way. If I showed you when I so showed you what an invite looks like is below what their headline is here is it shows you the name of somebody. And this is not random. It's somebody that they think you're going to recognize. Now, when you have 16,000 connections, you don't typically recognize them, but uh, if you have 500, there's a good chance that this is a name they think you're gonna recognize, and how many others? Um, same thing here, right? Name of a person and how many other mutual connections you have. So just keep that in mind that you want it to show mutual connections, you want them to see a name that they're recognizing or somebody in that list, um, and it will 
it's it, the connection rate is almost triple, triple. So somebody having that and doesn't, it's probably one of the things that makes the biggest difference. Um, again, because it's kind of that whole stranger is I don't know this guy, uh, but uh, apparently Joe does, so he must be okay. All right, so that's I just kind of wanted to show that to you real quick. Uh, other things that help is if you are like them. Um, so right, dentists will connect with dentists and basically nobody else. They, they're very difficult to connect with unless uh, you're a PhD or something like that. That helps too. Um, that's in the bottom one. But uh, same professional status, uh, meaning if you're a founder of a company, it's easier for you to connect with other founders. If you're a vice president, it's easier for you to connect with other vice presidents and so on and so forth. Now, sometimes you're trying to connect differently and that's okay. It's still still effective, but if you're trying to maximize your connection rate, uh, being kind of at the same status level will, will help. And uh, again, feel free to take some artistic license with it and have some fun. Um, as I mentioned before, profile picture, make sure it's a person. You, preferably, <laughs> don't use fake profiles and little public service announcement. It's not that they don't work, it's just that they don't work for very long. Um, so don't waste all your time on that. Use real ones. Um, other things, professor, PhD, author, speaker, podcast host, anything interesting about you, right? I put beer enthusiast. It helps, gets conversation started. So these are the types of things that are gonna make you, again, seem more human. Maybe that's probably the biggest summary here. And this is be a human, look like a human um, when you're doing this. Um, Evan, am I missing any questions here? I know I've kind of been been doing this here. Yep, I got a few people. Yep, we'll get you those recordings. Um, let me see here. I think we got most of them. Uh, Gary Brown, I will get back to you on that one. Will um. Uh, but quick answer. He just asked if we could use a business page, um, not a personal page. Won't work. Uh, we, we can go through the nuance of it, but basically if you're, people won't connect with businesses. It's a thing about LinkedIn as a networking place is it's uh, person to person. So you, you need to, people don't connect with a business to person, it's a person at that business. Uh, so think, just think about it that way is that it's going to work as a, as a two people connecting together, uh, trying to prospect as a, a business, uh, is, completely ineffective and i'm going to say that and somebody somebody somewhere is going to say that they've they've done it they're a unicorn they're a very special creature it, it just is is really really hard to do um but i think uh i think that kind of catches up oh back to the metric you mentioned before about 100k per pro, pro which profile of your salespeople? yes your salespeople should be able to with some practice um not going to say it's going to start out that way but if they build their networks and they're engaging with people and we're going to talk about another meaningful engagement way to do this here in just a second. I've got that kind of uh, for the end of it. So uh, Jody, I will, I will kind of circle back. If I don't answer that to your liking, message me again here um, towards the end. And I think you'll at least kind of get a better picture for, for that. But yeah, uh, basically anybody who's engaging on here, uh, it's, it, this is kind of a, it's a, an active participant type of thing. It's not a sit back and wait, but for anybody who's actively on the, on the platform working, it should be able to hit that benchmark. So, all right. So next step, now that we've kind of got that, 
you know, we, we kind of understand kind of the fundamentals here and what we're doing and why we're kind of thinking about things kind of what I'm kind of showing is kind of how we kind of systematically think about this is because if we can do that, then we can put automation in place. Um, and this is where it starts to get maybe a little controversial, right? And um, this is why this is why LinkedIn didn't have me do this for, you know, LinkedIn is because I'm going to talk about some stuff that they don't necessarily approve of, though they don't. If you, if you do it in a way that kind of doesn't really bother their network, they'll also let you do it. So um, so automation. Um, essentially, we want a system in place that is going to do the heavy lifting for us. It becomes really cumbersome to try and log into LinkedIn every day and do the same tasks. Um, yes, Thomas, Phantom Buster is, is a pretty neat tool. It's also the one time I've gotten a notice on my account where they said, hey, it looks like you're using automation tools. So um, I've used it. I know a lot of people like it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little leery of it uh, just because I, I probably did it wrong. But uh, um, a lot of the tools out there are good. So yeah, using tools to automate this stuff um, is, is going to be great. Um, despite what people tell you, people do reply to templates. Um, I, I, I just, <laughs> it continues to amuse me as, you know, people say, no, we need to make everything really personalized and customized, especially if you have a team of people. And I, I would test this uh, when I used to work in the, my corporate life. I was in the automotive business um, and I worked in, in the marketing department. And my first big project was the CRM that we just switched to. It was a disaster, um, but we had all these templates in there. And I remember talking to the, the management team, you know, about the templates. And I said, yeah, they're not very good. And I said, well, templates are garbage. Just take them all out and just tell the salespeople to write whatever. So we did that. And, um, you know, salespeople are great at a lot of things. And you know what? There were two of them who did a fantastic job. And there were eight of them who were Two of them, I'm, I'm fairly sure, should not have passed high school. Um, so when we went back and said, let's let's put the templates in, but let's really make them human. Let's really actually have a little better, uh, a better, less generic, less corporate speak sounding templates. What if we made them sound just like two people talking? And lo and behold, that we actually tripled the response rates we got from the templates. Um, and I've we've, we've tested templates against uh, personalized stuff. We've even tested templates on LinkedIn against sending out personalized videos. When the when COVID first hit and we were all sitting at home with nothing to do, I thought, oh, this is gonna I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a genius here. I'm gonna just send out personalized videos to to connections. So for one week, I just sat there on my phone and I just started you know sending out little videos, introducing myself to people. And uh, I was like, this is going to be great. And um, did that. And I was like, at the end of it, I thought, gosh, how many responses did I get? And I think it was like three. Uh, next week, I threw the automation back on. And uh, yeah, we, we got about uh, 45 people to respond. So um, personalization is great. But uh, sometimes a really well-written template um, is, <laughs> is, is just more effective. So um so don't don't freak out too much about you're like oh my gosh it's, i should be doing personalized stuff no just just get something that really really you know works 
um, in place and you might have to test it a little bit. You know, there's people out there who can help write them, but um, using templates means that you can kind of spend a whole lot less time trying to do this because doing this all by hand is, um, is, is tedious. You probably need a full-time VA to kind of manage this if you're going to do it all by hand, which you can. I'm not telling you you have to use automation. I'm just telling you it helps. Uh, but the one thing I will say is once the responses come in, that is time for a real human being to get involved um, because that at that point, copy and paste or even different, right? There's types of, there's bots out there now that will use AI, which is not real AI at all. It's just, it's just a script, but um, it doesn't, it doesn't really engage people, right? I had somebody this morning talked about, you know, hey, they're, they're, they want to get people in education. So you want to respond back and say, yes, we can help you get people at education and, and higher learning institutions in your response back to them versus, yes, we can help you with that. Uh, it's just little, little details that a human can do that machines will. When the machines take over, they will be better at this. They're not yet today. All right. So outreach. I told you we we're going to cover the controversial stuff today. Um, and uh, this one... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say just go out on a limb and say this is the controversial one, right? Is oh you don't want to send messages to people, uh, you want to. Oops, excuse me. Um, you 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 just wanna you wanna connect with people and then have them magically find you. Um, but I'm gonna tell you that using this uh, in it doesn't have to be super aggressive, and it doesn't have to be really pitchy and just look like straight up spam. But if you do it, it still works. Um, why does it still work? I'll think, think about it here. So let, let's just go over some scenarios where this can work is, um, you know, you might ignore somebody for, you know, who calls you or pitches you for you know, 12 months uh, for different types of offers, whether it's, a, let's just say SEO, right? That's a pretty popular one that people like to talk about is you ignore them, you ignore them, you're not interested. And then all of a sudden, it, you look at your website and you say, oh man, we, you know, we're, we're not ranking on the maps. We're not doing this. Next person who contacts you, you say, hey, yeah, let's talk. So, I mean, that's, it, it happens more often than you think. And if you're consistently doing outreach, sometimes it's, you're lucky and the timing is good. Um, yeah, that's the low hanging fruit, but it works. Uh, sometimes it's just that you're, again, your, your relevance just happens to be fitting in with what they're saying. The way you phrase something sounds a little bit different, right? All of a sudden your, your approach is that, you know, Hey, we work with uh, plumbers to, you know, get them more calls from Google maps. You know, can I send you my most recent case study where we help them go from uh, three to 23 calls a day? All of a sudden they're like, they'll say yes. Uh, and kind of, you know, like contractors are, are, difficult to reach on the platform, but it can be done. <laughs> um, some of the other things that outreach does that I, I know people don't necessarily think about it this way is remember all that time we just spent really making your profile work better. Good outreach gets people to go back and view your profile. And when I start telling people that that's where things start to kind of click a little bit more as now it's not, it's not a cold call anymore. It's more of a a, a oh boy this person is it's more like they clicked on an ad and now they're going to learn a little bit more about me so i sent them a message 
Now they click. Now they read about me. Now they read, you know, my experience. Now they say, oh, this is a real person. Oh, hey, you know, I know where that is. I, I, I know where that school is. Something like that. Oh, that's, this looks interesting. Oh, and then they read through your work experiences. Oh, yeah, I can see through their work experience that this, is, this person probably knows what the heck they're doing. And then they scroll down and then they see some recommendations, i.e. testimonials from people and say, oh, yeah, this person does good work. Let me contact them. <laughs> so your pitch doesn't have to do everything if you're sending out messages to people. Really, it's just to kind of move them to the next step. Get them to reply. Get them to view your profile. And... And in most cases, it's going to be neither, and they're just they're just going to be part of your network. But that's okay too. When we're going to get to that, um, and then kind of the last part you know, about about doing outreach is making an offer. Uh, you know, sales one on one is you know trying to move somebody along the path to the next step. So and we're not going to really get into offers and things here, but I will tell you that you know by offering them, you know, right? A lot of times it's hey, can we make some time to talk? That one's pretty common. Uh, it, it works with smaller companies. Uh, the larger companies you kind of work up with, you know, usually, you know, start with a case study. Can I send you an example of how we helped with this? Uh, something like that. And then by the time you get to really, really high up, typically you're back to networking calls. But <laughs> um, that mid-market, you know, kind of sending things like case studies or, or relevant examples of what your, of your work uh, can be helpful. So... Outreach still works. I just want to mention that, like I said, I know people are, people don't, people don't like it, but again, it goes back to, there's a big difference between what people like and what actually works. Uh, nobody sits down to watch the news at night because they're really interested to see what uh, types of crazy car commercials the local dealership has come up with. They want to see the weather or, you know, what's, what's going on in their city. But nonetheless, if you talk to a TV ad rep, you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you TV ads are super prestigious. Um, and, you know, they help to build authority and that's probably all true. But the fact of the matter is people still don't, people don't like ads unless, you know, it's TV ads, unless it's the Super Bowl. So keep that in mind. Uh, let me check a couple other messages here. See if anything, yep. A couple people who just want to, you know, spam the, spam the thing here. That's fine. <laughs> um, let's see here. I think, I think we're okay at the moment. Uh, Evan, message me on Slack if there's anything I, I missed, though. I know I'm kind of scrolling through these fast. So, all right. So let's talk about kind of this next step here is what you're actually on right now is a LinkedIn event. Uh, and this is something we've been kind of working on, figuring, you know, trying to figure out how, how this actually comes into play and why this is more, say, maybe more effective than doing posts or content posts, even videos on the LinkedIn newsfeed. Um, what we're finding is that this is really a way to meaningfully engage with your existing network. You kind of can go from a, you know, a static face on a profile page to a living, breathing person who, who they can, you know, build rapport with and, uh, and start to understand. So this meaningful engagement here is kind of what we're, we're talking about is because it can take somebody who's maybe, you know, they, they maybe saw your outreach and they weren't interested, but they stayed part of your network here and networks like we saw can get really big up to 30,000 people. And this is one of those ways that we can continue to reach out and see them. Um, and here's the big thing about LinkedIn is that most people, maybe not you, you might spend a lot of time on there, but most people don't spend much time actually on the platform. 
Um, so for example, I looked this up. This is this is 2020 data. So uh, take that with a grain of salt that it might be a little different now. It may not be exactly right. Uh, for example, we know last year, uh, TikTok actually started to outpace Facebook in terms of where people were spending the most time. But regardless, if you look at it, LinkedIn, daily time spent on LinkedIn. So people logging in, scrolling through the feed. One minute, less than one minute, a little over 30 seconds, 17 minutes per month compared to, compared to Facebook, 58 minutes of time spent on the platform, right? That's scrolling through the feed, liking people's photos, fighting about, about politics and vaccines and all that stuff. LinkedIn, almost no continuous like time spent on the platform. So this is, this is actually part of the reason why that content is tricky to pull off on on LinkedIn. It's because you're posting your thought leadership and you're you're sharing things and even um, you know, like I said, videos which you might spend a lot of time on, and you just don't get the same level of engagement other than maybe the the handful of people who are really super active. But of that, you know, five hundred and sixty forty six excuse me five hundred forty six million people, only a small amount are actually there on a daily basis. So LinkedIn events, and we're going to talk kind of the way they've structured it. And this is one of those choices that LinkedIn has made that make it a little bit better. But is this is more like a connection invite. If I sent you a connection invite, LinkedIn and your network is going to say, hey, Gary sent you an, an invite to connect. And uh, then they're going to email you about that if you've got your email notifications turned on. Uh, and they might, if you have the mobile app, they might notify you. You don't really see that in a, in a post. And they've made LinkedIn events more like a connection request, where if you go in your network and you, this is probably great chance, this, this is probably how 97% of people found this particular event that you're watching right now, is that they were sent something that looks like this, where it said, in this case, Gary, Gary Ruplinger or Evan Kasner or Brie Ramirez invited you to attend how to get clients on LinkedIn in 2022 event. And you can either accept or ignore. In your case, you accepted. But you maybe got an email about it. You might have got a notification on your phone about it. But LinkedIn really surfaced this to the top. And that's why this is a more effective way is not because everybody wants to do events, right? It's difficult to get people to show up to events, but you know, probably they prioritize it because pandemic and stuff you can't do a lot of live stuff or people are leery of it so they'll do virtual events um and the acceptance rate on these is pretty good but really if you're that's that's why i would say linkedin events over just about everything else in terms of if you're going to do content this would be the one to kind of focus on because it lets you want to engage it lets you get on video it lets you see people and linkedin is going to push it and kind of feature it right you probably all received an email from them reminding you that it was today so just kind of keep that in mind is that it's it, the visibility is there and that's that's why they work isn't so much compared to everything else that it's better it's just it's more visible um right we linkedin just started doing their audio room stuff no idea if that's effective no idea long term if that's going to be you know something that's worth looking into it might be worth trying one or two times but uh it's hard to say long term what that's going to be right clubhouse really just last year skyrocketed up in popularity and dropped off almost nearly as fast. So um, that'll be interesting. But right now, I'd say 
this is where this is where LinkedIn wants you to focus your attention. So we're focusing our attention there and we're helping our clients do the same type of thing is manage these types of events so that they can move people through the process. And right, the thing about outreach is it can you do it and then it's basically over. Link this lets you again work with that whole network you've been building. So if you're adding people every single day, they they stick around. This lets you kind of go back to them, even if they've been part of your network for a year, two, three, five years, you can send them an invite to your event. And, you know, maybe they weren't interested five years ago and things have changed. Now, now they're, now they're interested and now they're, now they're a prospect for you. So recapping, essentially we talked about how to build your profile to really speak to your ideal target audience. And then we talked about how to actually connect with that ideal target audience. Um, and then when, and essentially it seems really simple, right? We just spent the last, uh, gosh, 20, uh, oh, wow, gosh, I've been going a long time, almost an hour today. Sorry guys. Uh, normally I try and do these a little shorter. Um, but then, uh, we talked about how to message and engage with them, but that's, you know, that's really been kind of the goal here is it sounds simple and there's a lot of little details. There's a lot of nuance to it. Um, but it's, it's worth doing. So, um, if you need some help with that, and I'm going to get to the questions here in just a second. Um, but I just want to mention this and I'm not going to go to, into some big pitch. So don't worry, this will take me about a minute, but if you do need some help, you can schedule some time to talk about this. If you say, you know what, this is, this is cool. I know I need this. I don't have the time or we have too many people, or I've been trying to get, you know, my, you know, uh, marketing person to do this for our company and they don't get around to it. There's some types of politics, but if you need somebody to kind of build this for you, help you manage this, help you get a scalable system in place for your organization, I would love to talk to you about it, see what kind of options we can put together for you. But this is primarily what, what we do is we're, we're all LinkedIn, all kind of building sales pipelines. Um, we can kind of cover even some of the more advanced features that we just did not have time to come cover today. Because uh, I wanted to kind of dig into the basics and we'll probably go over some of the advanced ones uh, in our event uh, later this year. But uh, you can message me, like I said, Gary at Pipelineology.com or go to the appointmentlab.com. That will get you directly to my calendar because I've decided if you're on this event and you're interested, you're probably pre-qualified and I don't have to send you through a bunch of uh, hoops to jump through. You can just talk to me. All right. So with that out of the way, let's take some more questions. Um, and if, any, if anybody has one, you want to unmute yourself and uh, just ask, uh, jump on in. Hey, Gary, can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, Jonathan, is that who it is? Yeah, that's me. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, uh, great presentation. Uh, I'm actually here at, as a, uh, as a senior corporate recruiter who uses LinkedIn very, very frequently to find pop-up So I'll cover the first one there on the on the tools. There's there's a, there's a handful of ones out there that are pretty good. Um, I'll tell you the one that if I 
tell that if somebody just asks, I'll tell them to use Expandy. I will also tell you it's not the tool we use internally, um, <laughs> which I know I was is like, wait a second. Well, what do you guys use? We use a tool called Ulink internally. It doesn't have a public facing anything. It's more of a stripped down version of a lot of things. And it does what it does really well, but doesn't have the bells and whistles and its interface is a pain. Um, but if we don't have a client to try and deal with, we just do it for them. It, it's really effective. So that's kind of why I make that kind of mention is that probably expanding is going to be the best bet. I've, I've used it in the past. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty reliable. It has, it has a lot of the bells and whistles that people like. So, um, no, no affiliation with them or no, no affiliate or anything, but, uh, give, give them a try. Um, I guess on the second one, in terms of what you're saying to them, is that kind of what the question is, is what you say? So um, if that's kind of, yeah, what your, your long-term goal is there is, right, build, build the connections, find them. And if the long-term goal is, hey, let's get them talking to me, um, is reach out and introduce yourself. So one, one good way to do it is, you know, uh, one that we've been kind of testing that works is, uh, hey, Jonathan, I just wanted to reach out and introduce myself. Um, feel free to do the same. Now I have encouraged a two-way conversation with it. And then you take one or two sentences <laughs> to describe what you're doing. So as succinctly as possible, one sentence if you can. Hey, here's what I do. And then, hey, you know, let me know what, uh, you know, you're up to so that you can get the dialogue flowing. So, um, you know, for we, we do that one for people who are okay with kind of going back and forth a little bit. If I need to be more direct, if I got somebody who I know is going to be really difficult for them to kind of turn on the salesperson side of them, then I'm like, just make your offer here. But if your idea is to, you know, engage with them, that's a good way to actually get them to respond back with, you know. Do you find more people are inclined to have back and forth versus going straight forward? Um, it depends on your market. <laughs> I, I know that's kind of a cop out there, right? Uh, Salespeople are happy to go back and engage with you, realtors, mortgage people. I mean, people who network for a living are good about going, you know, are happy to engage that way. If it's, you know, if I'm trying to get to an engineer or something like that, uh, you know, a superintendent at a school or anybody who I know knows their, their schedule's super busy is, here's my offer, can we talk? <laughs> and just, because I, I know if they read it, that's my one shot. So it, it just kind of depends a little bit on who you're targeting. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, so I used LinkedIn automation in the past, and since then I heard that uh, LinkedIn, they implemented that rule that you're not allowed to send over 100 connections for complete over 100 actions per week. Uh, they kind of place a hard cap on that. So I was wondering, what's the risk of getting banned or what is that what is that red line after which LinkedIn bans you in terms of the number of connection requests you can send per day or per week or what do you recommend? Um 
So I'll kind of give you the, you know, if you do, if you do this, you're probably safe. And if you're willing to push it, you can get away with up to here. Um, right. The um, yeah, LinkedIn last year, I think it was May, the hard cap kind of finally rolled out to everybody where if you're on, if you're just on LinkedIn, it's, it's a hundred. That is the maximum any week you can send out. And then the tools out there that, uh, that are available uh, figured out a way to bypass it. Um, let me just cover it real quick. Cause I, if I know if I skip it, you're like, I don't understand why, how, how do they do it? Uh, but essentially, if you remember when you signed up for LinkedIn, what they told you is, hey, you know, put the app on your phone. Hey, you want to invite all your connection or all your contacts, right? They said, we want to sync this up to everybody that you're is in your Rolodex, essentially. Um, so the tools that are out there found that that is, in fact, something that they could leverage and say, all right, we can say that we can just invite everybody via the email invite tool because that email is going to match up to a profile uh, of people and that uh, database is um, available anyway, or they've found a way to access it. So essentially what happens is at least the, there's, there's not a lot of tools that do this and a lot of them shut down because they said they, they couldn't figure out how to either make it work or they didn't want to. Uh, one of the tools we used last year basically told us, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not dipping into that because it's not necessarily a LinkedIn approved way to do it. But they basically, they'll say, okay, we'll send out our hundred connections a week. And then everybody else beyond that is going to be sent an invite via email to the prospect, to the person you're trying to connect with. It looks no different. The only difference is you can't send that little, Hey, um, Hey, uh, Doug, I wanted to connect with you. Can, you know, I met you at the Comic-Con last year. Or, or whatever, um, it just it shows up as a blank connection. So hence, part of the reason why I said send all your connection requests is blank is simply because after 100, they're going to be blank regardless. So to answer your question about how many you can get away with, um, get away with is probably a bad term. I'd probably, uh, but nonetheless, let's say you want to be safe on it, 300. Uh, you're going to need to leverage one of the tools at that point. Anything beyond 100 needs a tool. Um, right. And I, if you check the chat, right, there's like people saying, you know, Phantom Buster, if you don't like the ones I recommended, uh, Expandy, I've seen show up here. Uh, like I said, we use Ulink internally. If you can get an invite to it, it's, it's a good tool. It's, it just doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles, but it's very fundamentally very good and reliable. Um, if you want to really push it, you can do, uh, we've gone on about five to 600. I would not try and go above that. Uh, so you're talking, and uh, the thing I will tell you if you're really going to push it hard is take some breaks, like take a weekend off or take two weekends off or, or just stop everything for a day. Because if you go hard for too long, you you absolutely will get uh, linked in with a, a gentle reminder at first. Hey, you know, you've sent out too many connection requests. Try being a little more relevant, but you're on timeout for the next 24 hours. And if you get too many of those, then they're like, you're, then they'll say, yeah, you're on, you're on timeout for the next month. And then they'll say, you're, you're just, you can't send them ever again. Um, and you have to do it for a while if you, but if you really push it hard, that's, that is, that is the risk. I'll kind of push that, put that out there. So, uh, you know, 300 ish, keep it plenty safe. You can still build a pretty good network that way. Uh, like I said, we've, we've seen it go as high as five, but we don't stay there very long. 
Um, we generally internally we're in the three to 400 is about where we try and land because that, that keeps everything running smoothly without risk, without really long-term risk to the account. Um, I know it's kind of a long-winded answer. Does that uh, kind of answer what you're looking for though? Yeah, that's perfect, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, anybody else? All right, wonderful. I'm just gonna check a couple of the chat logs here. Uh, let's see here. All right. Yep, most people, it's just people some recommending some other tools. Uh, anyone do to do? All right, I think I think that covers them. I will uh, be sending out the replay. Uh, give me a couple days to get it processed. Uh, we'll get this out to everybody. Uh, but um, thank you everybody for being here. It was uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for your questions. And uh, you know we'll uh, we'll be doing another event next month, so I'll probably invite you to that one as well. So we'd love to see you there. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay.